deal. Let's make a copy. Fuck you. I'll do it myself. What's the big deal around here? I think I'll take over this red one. Don't do that. Yeah, it's very unprofessional. Do you know what you're doing? Yeah. Welcome to the Mixtape Preservation Society. I'm your host, PJ Fornicati. You're listening to part two of our interview with DJ Greenhouse. I know you didn't cut that old fade. It happened last month anyway. Just an excuse, you're too new. Here's the deal. I had my eyes on you. You just been walking a week or two. My brown sugar! It's Salamaji's birthday! Smile and the world smiles with you! block anyway a kid big H on old man probably all three here's the deal wouldn't be no news to me ain't nothing on the rock I ain't seen smile brown sugar it's Salamaji's birthday! Smile, and the world smiles with you! Don't play wide with eyes on me. Crying, you cry alone. It's cool, I'm a blood too. Nothing gonna happen to you. At least nothing new. Smile, brown sugar! It's Salamaji's birthday! party a little surprise for Sally so I'm taking you in so to speak for a little questioning collecting a little dude so to speak police dude smile brown sugar it's Salamaji's birthday! Smile, and the world smiles with you! Ain't gonna pull no train on you. No freight train, anyway. Maybe one or two after the surprise Eve. He's first because it's his party. 
first as far as they'll know anyway. Anyhow, it looked like rain tonight anyway. But he's okay. Some of the guys wouldn't like it. My partner don't mind seconds. As long as she's a sister anyway. Smile, brown sugar! It's Salamandi's birthday! Smile, and the world smiles with you! straighten him don't let it slip at the station long as you sleep soon as you finish straightening me you got peace on my beat what they don't know don't hurt me my brown sugar it's salamandi Birthday! Smile! If you know it's good for you! All right now, brown sugar! I'm changing places with Dave! Now just don't get impatient! Just one more little detour before we see the station. They ain't gonna question you now.
spaceman floating by Firecracker beer Chase the demons lightly Music hits your eye Up and down the sidewalk Take a doo-doo pie I love you So yeah, let's talk about Kendrick Lamar for a second Because uh I've noticed in this podcast that everyone keeps mentioning him, even if we're not talking about rap. He's like the it boy at the moment, but he's also very polarizing. You know, I've told you what some people that I've talked to, you know, and I'm sure if you've heard the podcast, you've heard people say he's either overrated or this and that. Um, And I can understand that, but I think that he's an original lyricist and that, you know, he... He's young, man. He's, he hasn't dropped his, his masterpiece yet. What, what are your thoughts on this greenhouse? I think he's uh, pretty dope. I don't listen. I haven't heard too much of his stuff. He he's an example of one of those artists we were talking about, where you said uh, you were surprised by listening to his music. Like I was surprised when I first heard his stuff. There was this this girl I knew in college, and she used to always tell me, "Listen to Kendrick. You should listen to Kendrick." I'd be like, "Man, I don't want to listen to Kendrick." Like. Like, if you're listening to him, he must not be good, just, you know. <laughs> so, like, I actually listened to him one time, and I was like, okay, it's pretty cool, you know. So, I mean, I respect, I think he has a cool voice, and his flow is cool, and it's kind of un- un- unorthodox, and, you know, he can really rap compared to most, like, MCs. I, guess I, would, say, I would say rappers, because they're not MCs. Right. They can't even rap, man. They just out here just saying some random stuff. I think his production can be a lot better. Yeah. But I, I think it's because he's probably been hanging out with the same dudes. Those probably the dudes he came up with, just letting them, you know. Yeah, he needs to be paired with, like, a, it, what needs to happen again is the return of producers. Like, yeah. and not just, you know, there's so many producers. It's not about quantity. Yeah. It's about consistency. Having one producer do the entire album. Yeah. You know, like, Dre is famous now for just one or two cuts, and then he'll, like, he'll supervise the mix. Yeah, you know the mastery. I mean, That's, I think people are afraid to take chances nowadays. Yeah, and it is a chance because then the whole album falls on you. Yeah. Or if let's say you produce like nine out of ten tracks and the tenth one is outsourced yeah. and that becomes the hit, then it's like you didn't really do anything. Yeah, and and, and plus there, there's so much money to be made on so many different deals. It's almost like it's like a Wall Street kind of scenario where everyone is like it's just confusion. When you see like the wall, you know the Wall Street, you know these movies where they show them in the, uh, you know, uh, at the stock exchange and everyone's just like shouting at each other. Like, how are these deals getting done? How can you yeah. even understand what's going on? Yeah, that's a good metaphor for hip hop right now. And yeah, someone like Kendrick to me is like, you know, he's the guy who's standing next to me, so I can hear everything he's saying. You know, but maybe someone on the other side of the room can't understand what he's saying because yeah. he's on the other side of the room and there's all these other voices clouding it up and nobody cuts through the noise. Kendrick's good, but he doesn't cut through the noise. That's a, a point that a lot of people I know have made. But at the other, on the other hand, like you said to me the other day, like he's so much better than some of these. Yeah. I think if he was around a different, like, if he had like a different uh, kind of vibe, instead of kind of going with the times and being like I'm doing the same thing of the times but I'm doing it so much better if he kind of just did his own thing you know yeah he would just be so much better of an artist you know he will too I mean he just I think people expect masterpieces right off the bat like 
you know, when Eminem got came up, yeah. when Dre put Eminem on, it was like the Marshall Mathers LP. You know, that came after the Slim Shady LP. Slim Shady was all right, you know, but like Marshall Mathers LP was the masterpiece. He had that know? that one album, Infinite. Like, there's some, a couple songs in there, like I think are pretty tight. Really, you know? I, I haven't heard that one. He's a song called uh, "Never Too Far." It's, it's tight. It's got this um. Frankie Beverly May sample. Uh huh. It's tight, man. Well, I mean, he still is the rap god. You know, mm-hmm. he's still like the number one guy. I would say like someone like Kendrick has more of a. You know, when you compare him to like the old school rappers, you know, he's not like a Big Daddy Kane type rapper. No. Maybe before Big Daddy Kane started dressing in the suits and showing his chest, you know, but it's more like like I try and imagine today's artists like in in how they would have been marketed in the old school like my favorite thing to say is Nicki Minaj you know she had a hoodie and it talk like this all the time you know like which she does really mm-hmm. when you think about it right. like, like if she wasn't if she was trying to be more like a guy than a girl then she'd be like the MC light of her time or like you know she'd just be like a, a dope B girl she can run she's got that that juice but it, it, we're in a different world now and yeah. so half her album's singing and I, I don't hate those songs I just don't feel them As much as uh, You know I like hearing her on And some people Don't even think She can rap Because of all the Production tricks Or whatever But yeah. I think She's got the juice I mean I think She's got the juice But she's kind of like Gimmicky You know Well yeah I mean She It's almost like She doesn't even Really exist Like she's just Like some like Robot that yeah, just together. Exactly. But uh, there is A little bit of soul There you know And I think Kendrick's got soul too um, Drake We talk about him Sometimes I think Drake or Dre Drake Ah, uh, dude, I, Drake. I hate Drake. I know you hate Drake. I, I, I think he's competent, but I don't see any soul. Nah. Uh, but I think he's competent. I don't mind him. He just does what's like safe and like what's expected of him. But and, is he as bad as Vanilla Ice? Like, in your opinion, like Vanilla uh, Ice does like. I mean, he's probably a better rapper than Vanilla Ice. Right. But uh, I mean, he's like on the same level as Vanilla Ice. He's like the Vanilla Ice of our times. You know? So really, wow, that's that's kind of harsh, man. Like, I mean, I think he's just corny, man. Like everything about him, he's just he's just a, he's a cornball, man. Like his music is just like cheesy. Wow. Like all this, I just man, I've never. He just leaves a bad taste. In yeah, man. It's like how are you gonna be rapping one song and then just like singing on the next one and then now you have a Jamaican accent. Now you have a, a, a Rastafarian accent. Like, what are you? Who are you? Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you know, I, I haven't heard enough of his stuff. Like, I only hear the stuff. I don't, on the I don't radio. even listen to his stuff, but you can't avoid you can't avoid certain stuff. Like, yeah, it's all over the place. I know, man. It's just like this dude. Is- well, that's how I felt about Nicki Minaj. Is yeah. the reason why I actually got the her album was because I'm like, okay, I need to hear what this is all about. Because you know, one minute I hear I'm hearing like something yeah. I don't like, and then the next minute I'm like. Yo, is this a track with Nicki Minaj and Kanye West? And then, and then, oh, is she doing a duet with Eminem? And like, I would just hear all these different sides of her, and like, who was the real Nicki Minaj? Yeah. And I heard the album, I was able to make peace with it. Like, maybe what you need to do is listen to a Drake album no, all the way through. I, I have like hanging around like my cousins and stuff, man. Like, they maybe would you always burnt, play the same stuff. Maybe you're just burnt out on it. 
you know. I'm not. I'm not trying to win you over to Drake. Believe yeah. me, I, he, I'm not trying to defend him at all. Yeah. I, I think I. I don't listen to him, but I just think he, he doesn't talk about anything. Like you cannot talk about there anything you go. and still make it sound cool. There you go. That's see, like, that's a very valid point right there. He makes no like like his lyrics don't. It's like they're not about anything. No, they're not about anything. Like you can like be poetic about nothing and it sounds cool. Yeah. But I feel like all his stuff is just like it's expected. Like you know he's gonna rhyme rhyme with dime and time with <laughs> line. And it's like it's like dude, like I don't I, know, man. I think a lot of people don't like his flow. You know, I, there's something I kind of like about it, but it does kind of sound like it, like maybe his tongue's too big for his mouth or something like that. <laughs> and there is a mumbly aspect, but he does yeah. enunciate these proper diction, or at least hip hop diction. You know, yeah. uh, he's got he's got skill, but yeah, he's he can sing. Like, but in a way, I kind of see him like the Will Smith. Yeah. Like I wouldn't call him the Vanilla Ice. He's more like the Will Smith of rap. Where like, yeah, Will yeah. Smith can rap. He can. Exactly. He can definitely rap. Better, but you're not feeling what he's saying. Like, right. You're just not like. It's or like, or the things you're feeling are just kind of like you know. Parents just don't understand. Right. It's like you throwing some. Wu-Tang. I think you like can fight Mike Tyson. <laughs> right. You throwing some Wu Tang and then you throwing some Will Smith. It's like that's how I feel with like Drake, man. Like you throwing like some Doom and then you throwing some Drake. It's like two different feelings. Yeah. Like it's yeah, not. Yeah. If even, MF Doom and Drake ever collaborated, that might be like the. The seventh seal will open. In, <laughs> yeah, right. You know? The seven doors of hell open. <laughs> yeah, cause just open a new a new door to hell. Yeah, Doom is he? Has he been doing anything lately? Like, uh, oh, that dude's a recluse, man. I feel like he's he. I feel like he's the kind of guy who releases albums all the time, but I never know when they're out. Oh yeah, yeah, they just show up randomly. It's like Madlib, like albums just show up randomly. Yeah, and I'm just out of the loop, man. I remember when I was on top of it. I remember. The day Death Certificate by Ice Cube came out, there was an album that Ice Cube released. Might have been a Predator, actually. Uh, it was released sometime in the 90s on Election Day, and that same day, some dude named Tweety Bird Loke released his album, right? Tweety Bird Loke. Yeah, and we were like, I think it had to be Death Certificate or something like that, because we we were bitching that way. We should have been in school. And we were like, and some guy came up to us like, hey, man. Check this out. We thought it was a new Ice Cube album. Like, oh, they're giving away cock because the guy kind of looked like Tweet, like Tweet Bird Low kind of looked like Ice Cube. He had like the the Raiders hat and Jerry Curl, and it's kind of like a knockoff. And mm-hmm. but his logo was like Tweety Bird, like the cartoon Tweety Bird, wearing some glasses. <laughs> yeah, wearing some Lokes and the Raiders hat and the Pendleton, you know. And I remember like it was a tape. We listened to the tape. It was alright, but I don't have a copy of it still, you know, it just fell to the wayside, you know, but it was funny, it was like the bootleg version of Ice Cube, like, it came out, and I just remember being all excited about it, it's like, that doesn't happen anymore, you don't have those kind of events, nobody has the rap world in its clutches, and you know, he just won, what, a bunch of Billboard Music Awards, who cares about the Billboard Music Awards? Voting. It's like, dude, you're in the same category as like Ariana Grande, dude. Like, yeah. Like Adele. Like you're over here talking about Adele, like, bro.
I always to hate on Adele because I'm okay. Hate's too strong of a word to kind of troll Adele lovers. Like, mm-hmm. I, I agree, she has a fantastic voice. Yeah. And normally, under any normal circumstances, I'd love her, but I feel like, you know, she owes her entire career to Amy Winehouse's drug yeah. addiction. Yeah. You know, that's like, you know, she it's just happened to be too. in the right spot. Yeah. And I, it makes me realize that, yeah, you know, a lot of these people that get called the imitators or whatever. You know, it's a last man standing type thing. Yeah. Look at who just recently died, Chris Cornell, right? Chris Cornell, Kurt Cobain, Lane Staley from Alice in Chains, Shannon Hoon from Blind Melon, like all these singers from that era, or the, either the bands are done or like the best person has died. Yeah, the, the, and <laughs> who's remaining is Eddie Vedder. Right. And Eddie Vedder's kind of controversial because back in those days, people thought Pearl Jam was trying to glom onto the grunge scene. They didn't realize that the band the band had been through like three different incarnations, each ending with like a singer either leaving or or dying. Yeah. And then Eddie Vedder came in and he was from San Diego, so they thought they were people thought they were like a poser band. People were like, they're not real grunge. And even there was even some like I think there may have been beef between Cobain and Vedder because I think Kurt Cobain was he said something one time like, I don't know who they are or, you know, even though they're from the same area or same scene, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Just goes to show how manufactured the scene was by like the media. But Eddie Vedder had aspersions cast upon him, and now he's the last man standing. And like, uh, you know, and I, I like and respect Pearl Jam, but I stopped listening to them a long time ago. But I'm surprised that like it's been that long. So it's not surprising that that people are dying. That yeah, they're just dropping off. And you know, I was lucky enough to see Soundgarden a long time ago. A lot of those guys, except for Nirvana, I didn't see Kurt Cobain live, but I've seen a lot of those guys live. And, you know, just by virtue of being the last man standing, is that what Drake's going to be like? Is he just like the most popular guy, the last man standing? Like, no. I feel kind of like that's how Jay-Z is. I man. mean, yeah, that's, I mean, they've definitely capitalized on the opportunity of 
people not. Like if Drake died right now, if Drake died in an, in, a, in a plane crash or something, who's next to take I his mean, place? That's, that's the thing. Man. Is it it's Kendrick? Like, I mean, what? it's not even about somebody. I mean, there's artists out there. I feel like who just haven't got their 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 chance to be heard. That I feel like the music is so much better. I feel like there's like a there's a force that's just coming with music with like a lot of people who have been like I don't know just kind of listening to good music for like a long time and I don't know man I, just, I feel like music is just changing because what's happening now it, it cannot I think things go in cycles you know yeah and I feel like whatever this whack thing that is hip hop now that's about to be played out man. yeah like it's that's gonna be played like these dudes like uh Lil Yachty and Lil Uzi and Future. And, yeah, one day they're uh, gonna be on the Doug. Club, Those dudes, they think they're gonna be around forever. Like, just wait two or three summers. Like, it's gonna be something else, and you guys are gonna be done. Like, yeah. you think people aren't gonna get tired of hearing the same old uh, 808 uh, baseline? Well, plus, and, plus the shelf life of the average rapper. You know, like yeah. it's, all you gotta do is look in last year's clearance bin and see. Yeah. Chingy yeah, and exactly. Fabulous and like yeah those guys are still you know they're probably still making money recording stuff might even still be signed to a label or if they're smart they're like but, they've got their own website and they just handle their own distribution now or whatever but but you know they're, they're dating the sun's people gone aren't, people aren't looking for their stuff anymore exactly man. it's coming like going these, to like all the like you know used places and stuff all like these that. rappers nowadays man I feel like it's it's not even about the music with a lot of them. It's about everything else that's not the music, like all like reality TV shows and right. you know being a brand for this and my shoes and my shirt and it's like what happened to it just being you're the artist and this is my music, you know? Well, you know the the problem too is the edgier arts always seem to be just a springboard for people who want to get eventually they want to become actors. That's where the money is. You know, eventually, like, if a person's an ill rapper, if he wants to stay in the game and make money, yeah. he, make, he he turns into an actor who happens to rap. Ice then, Cube, uh, LL that, Cool J. When you start to do that, you get away from the music because you start focusing on your time and acting and doing I mean, other stuff. And I'll that's always, when your stuff just gets bad. I know. You're not connected to the music anymore. I'll, I'll love Queen Latifah for the stuff she's done in the past, but... If she came out with an album tomorrow, I'd be yeah. highly suspect uh, suspect yeah, of it. Right? Be like, is you know, because she did an album of covers once. I forgot it was like her singing, and yeah, she got a good voice. Yeah. But I remember just thinking, who who is yeah. this? Scarlett Johansson? Right. Is she the black Scarlett Johansson? Right. Like an actress who's just gonna start. And then I remember Bennett shit. She's right. singing songs. And then I remembered, wait, Queen Latifah's not the black Scarlett Johansson. Right. She's a rapper. She, yeah, she's, she's Queen Latifah. Right. She yeah, at least she still goes. You and I T Y. And at least she's still going by her name, Queen Latifah. Like one day we're gonna see, you know, if if her success has started to ball out of control, because for a while she's getting really big, she had a TV show and she was doing all this stuff, and now her career, she's still kind of a household name a little bit, but it's cooled off a bit. But if, if I woke up tomorrow and turned on my phone and looked at the news and saw that like Queen Latifah the drop hardcore hip hop album first in a uh, first in 30 years, I might be a little excited, man, because it's like yeah, you're coming home. Yeah. But but you know it's not about to be no heat, right? And it might not even yeah, it, it might flop. It, yeah, and if it's whacked and it just gets swept under the rug as a non-event, 
bunch of hype for no reason. And I feel the same way about movies, man. You know? It's like certain directors, that's why I just keep falling off sometimes, man. Well, you know, because for them, it's like, yeah, you, you know, I trip out when I watch these old movies that I grew up watching like in the 80s. Used to see them on cable and stuff, and they're not great movies, but the movies I remember watching. And you look at who directed it, and it's like, it's like you know, uh, you know, Samuel Jackson. No, 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 wait, what am I saying? I'm doing that. No, uh, I was trying to come up with a regular name, but I realized that's <laughs> that's like the most unregular name. <laughs> right. It's like one of the most known people in like, the world. A, a Pete Miller. Let's say okay, directed by Pete Miller. I don't even know who. I'm just putting two names together, right? And it's like, then you look up IMDb and you realize they, they had a career and they worked and they made movies, but like, you, you don't know who Pete Miller is. Right. You know, there's no cult. Yeah. You know, his stuff isn't extraordinary. It's competent. That's how I feel about a lot of the music industry. Drake, I don't mind it. It's not offensive to me. It doesn't hurt my ears. But make no mistake, man. I would much rather be listening to something else. Right. And hey, every time be, I hear Drake, I'm just like, he's going to be the biggest uh, artist on them now. That's what I call a music comp when yeah. the next one comes out. You know, the, to me, that's the K-Tel of the, the 21st century. K-Tel, you know, those comps they used to have, like, all oh, the rock and roll hits, you know, all the stuff that they were able to get licensing for. When the licensing is that cheap that you end up on that all-star comp or whatever, yeah. then, yeah, you, you're not going to be around for you're not going to have a legacy. And so, like Kendrick's, but, you know, I feel he plays his cards right. You know, he's going to be the kind of artist when, when you go to the clearance bin at some record store, you're not going to see his stuff. You're going to see Nelly. You're going to see, I mean, and nowadays with people selling all their CDs, it can even be a band like Outkast. You know? like, I love Outkast, but you know, a lot of people turned on them after the. Uh, you know, Andre went weird. I was watching that Keel uh, sketch about the Outcast is pretty funny. But yeah, I think I, I I'm I'm not worried about the future of hip hop. Are you worried about it? Do you feel like? No, I mean I think it's gonna get better. You know? Yeah. I think all the wax stuff is gonna get phased out, man. You know? Yeah, definitely. People, I feel like people are listening to better things. And, there's more artists putting out better music, so eventually, you know, all this top 40 stuff and just these manufactured artists that uh, the, uh, the labels try to make, people are just about to just be like, no, this is whack, I'm not supporting this, you know? Yeah. But I don't know, there's like a generation of just young kids who just listen to the dumbest stuff. So I don't know, man. They, but they you know, just be another division of hip hop. Like there is though. It's there. I mean, you know. I don't know, man. I still feel like when people say hip hop, they, 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 they put a lot of stuff into one one. Right. Game. Of course they do, and and that's the stuff that like people like you and me don't listen to. However, you know, like when I was growing up, I thought like for example, right, Two Live Crew. Yeah. They're a real hip hop group. They were even on the forefront of the First Amendment wars in the nineties. Uh, but it's dumbass music. It was dumbass back then. And you know, I saw Luke on. It was something the other day. I think it was the playoff, the playoff game. I think it might have been Houston versus San Antonio. And the, during the middle, like you know, during the halftime, they were talking with celebrities who were at the game or whatever. And I was at a bar, so the sound was down. But you see Luke in the hot tub. Uncle Luke in the hot tub, and he's talking to like ESPN or whoever it was. 
And I was just cracking up. It just made right. me laugh. I'm like, Luke's still around. They're like, right. he's old school. He deserves props for being there when it started, yeah. but he doesn't get any respect because everyone keeps thinking, you know, thinking about me so horny and all that. <laughs> so, like, I'm torn because on one hand, I, I love, I remember back then when I was a 12 year old kid and didn't know a thing about the world. Yeah, and that music, you know, I shouldn't have been listening to it, but you know, it didn't turn me into like. I mean, and dudes like Luke, like man, and like other cats. These are the dudes who are like running labels and stuff now. Yeah, so they're the ones who are probably just like, ah, oh, kids are listening to this, put it out. Yeah, make yeah. that. Like they don't care. Like they're they've not done. A, they're they not got a, their money. They've done their time. They're, they're not. They're not. They don't have their ears on the street of like, oh, this is like the new hot creative. Right. They're just like whatever's kids listening to whatever you know? they don't have their ear to the ground and like speaking of Luke he had a reality show for a while and I remember I watched it because you know I had to see the train wreck <laughs> it was funny unintentionally funny and there was an episode where his daughter was having a pool party yeah and he oh no Uncle Luke's having a pool party <laughs> right, right. I'm like, his daughter thing? and you know it, it, there was nothing wrong with it but then like at some point he's like I had to show these kids what real hip-hop was. I didn't understand what they were listening to. So then he, like, gets out there, because I guess he used to be a DJ, and he starts spinning, like, some of his cuts or whatever, and the kids just look at him with a blank stare, like, what the hell is this, Dad? Put the other music back on, you know? And he, so he got played in his own house, but, like, I, you know, I'm certainly not up on what's hip. You know, yeah. if I went up to a kid out skateboarding right now say what are you listening to mm-hmm. he'd name a group that like I'm gonna read about in Rolling Stone about six months later and, and by that there, time man. they're already broken up I mean I might I might have heard the artists like somebody talking about them but I don't listen to their music you know I don't actively go out and be like oh so and so just proud to Neck shaking songs. I need to go learn the neck shake song. You know, like I don't the care. Fingo wagging cut. The fingo. The new fingo dance. Like, I don't care about none of that, man. Like that stuff is funny to me, like like dudes out here like trying to make dance songs. Like, how old are you man? Like you have clubs doing these dances? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean unless you're someone like you Jeffner, you know, where you're in the cut, you're like up in it, you're you're making party happen yeah. unless you're like that you know get paid for it too and yeah. it's like yeah i can't really sit there and profess to be an expert um, on this stuff my favorite thing to say nowadays is i've heard of them but i haven't heard their music that's like the number one thing i say now when someone invented something and then but you know i have enough free time i designate and make time to indulge that part of me where you know i mean i may not be going to shows 24 7 like i used to or like working constantly on music but that's why the podcast is important because um, right now nobody's listening to it and when, when I say nobody I mean like you know, there are people listening it's just not it's not like you know some like huge thing but that's fine because I'm, I'm just starting and I know that if I wanted to make a commercially viable podcast then I'd have to cut like 85% of what I'm you know it's already like you know 45 minutes too long every week. You know, nobody's got time for it. And I'm not making it. We can make like a 20-minute like one this time. Short. Well, if we do a 20-minute one, there'd be like 20, 20-minute 20 ones. Yeah. You know, I think like you could do, there's enough material here. Like what we're doing right now, what we're recording, that's going to be the main crux of it. Not that everything before was bad, but just, you know, there's a lot of space. Whereas what we've talked about in the last 5, 10 minutes is like what... It's like it took all of that to get to this point. 
that's kind of the purpose of being creative. It's like you have to put yourself through a series of things just to get to that one part. And the the analogy I say is like it's it's like beach maker is gonna be that one. Yeah, it's like cutting down one tree to make one toothpick. Yeah, you know it's uh, creatively uh, though it's it's more practical to do that because just sift out all the stuff that's not going to fit. I don't have to put everything that we recorded for the podcast up. I can, yeah, you know, I'm going to experiment with making shorter segments as well, or perhaps just making segments instead of trying to fit it to an hour. Yeah. Maybe do like, oh, it, it ends up being seven minutes. Yeah. Just leave it at seven. We'll see how that goes. It might work, uh, but I've also just, like that first hour was designed to be experience that you could do stuff around the house while you're listening to it. You could be driving in your car on a road trip if you travel a lot. The podcasts are the best because they're free and I'm talking to you for an hour or playing music or you're hearing something consistently. So there's that to consider but I haven't found an audience yet but, but I just appreciate the format. I know it's been going around for a long time but I just you know I'm 43 I'm going to be 44 in January and, you know, I, I can't be up in the club. Arrested development! Dude, I was just about to say that. <laughs> Tracy Morgan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. I turn to the side glasses on? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I don't know, man. I, I just always have felt like the music that I want to make and the music that I want to play is not, like, on a club atmosphere. Not even, like, on, like, like a, a more like a, a chill lounge kind of atmosphere, you know, where it's just more like people are actually just listening instead of like wanting to just dance more or less. Yeah. I want people more to listen. Like I make, I feel like I want to make some music where people can just chill at home and listen to it and not like, I don't know, I have to be doing the leg dance like I was saying before, right. like just listen to some cool music or like That cerebral like, shit, like I was yeah. saying with like Gen XS's mixes, you know, like like what I liked about it is, is that I got the connections, you know, and so it tells me, hey, here's somebody who thinks like me. The fact that I know him also, you know, off stage, you know, informs my experience, and it made me realize other people who know him who go like. Um, the last time I saw him, I actually missed the portion where he did this, but he mixed some Ed Sheeran with TLC. I didn't actually hear the mix. He did record it, and one of these days I'm going to play it on the podcast. Maybe he'll we'll do it when he premieres his new mix. But um, uh, I wasn't there for it, but by all accounts, it went over great. Yeah. And it wasn't his idea. It was somebody else's idea. And he, he said, you know what? They're giving me this idea. I'm going to put it into work yeah so but you know his ultimately his goal is not once it's like you he's not trying to like it'd be nice to have people out on the floor but i think he appreciates it more when people get it yeah because then it makes him feel you know somebody might feel like oh weren't you listening to the words or weren't you listening i put all this work into it and that's all you got out of it was you shook, you shook your butt all night right something freaked you on the dance floor <laughs> I saw you out there freaking out on the dance floor. Dropping it like it was hot. You weren't listening. <laughs> yeah, you was, was taking listening. notes. I was listening. <laughs> listening. Listening to that Mario Van Peebles cut. That, uh... Good morning, sunshine. 
well, not just that one, but the one after it, Salamaji's birthday, whatever that one. That reminded me so much of this group that I used to see in L.A. Um, at this place called the Union, uh, what was it? Uh, Toledo Diamond, mm-hmm. and Toledo Diamond was like a former heroin junkie who got clean, and he was a choreographer, and he put this band together and he sings like on one of those old school microphones like I call them the Sinatra mics you know like yeah. one of those old and I should know the names of these mics but I don't I, to this day I still call them Sinatra mics but big you know, fat boys though yeah and he used to dress up he kind of sounded like like a black Tom Waits I mean he was black so he, he technically was the black Tom Waits yeah. you know and his band was like real funky at the time acid jazz was the big thing right mm-hmm. so they were like kind of like they were a live group with a hip hop element but they had horns and they had the dames <laughs> and I'm sure Toledo's still doing this so I hope this is a promo for yeah. his band if anyone's ever in LA or if he here comes out to see them yeah, outside of LA he's got the dames and they, he would do like spoken word over this like kind of like jazzy musical motif and these beautiful girls these dancers that he choreographed he did all the choreographer would reenact the songs and they were all like film noir you know like, like, uh, like almost like you know pulp fiction detective mystery type vibe Lynch. you know yeah very david lynch but like funkier more soulful with a dash of like you know sam spade and philip marlowe and just see the LA night, nightlife, and um, that, that's what the Mario Van Peebles cut reminded me of. Just something like they was just so confrontational. You'd be in the room with them, and just uh, the drummer. He would start doing a solo, and then start soloing all around the room. And it was so small that like he would r- walk right past you, and just be still turning the sticks and hitting the tables, and the ceiling, and the floor, and, and make his way all the way around back to the drums and. And it was just a cool experience. And, and Some weird stuff. Yeah, but it was funky too. And... Oh, that involuntary 
is the Mixtape Preservation Society. I'm your host, BJ Fornicati. That was Toledo Show with Ragdoll. That's a song I remember back in L.A. They play in Long Beach now at a place called Harvell's. It's their residency. I keep meaning to go and check them out every time I go to L.A., but just so much to do and so many people to see when I go out to visit home. That was recorded off of YouTube. I apologize for the quality. You know, they had a CD, and I had a copy of it. I think it's called, like, Lipstick and Cigarettes, or, like, Fishnets and Cigarettes. Something with cigarettes in the title. Toledo Diamond's a very heavy smoker. And you can hear it in his voice. But, um, 
unfortunately, I don't have a copy of that anymore. And I thought it'd be on YouTube, but all they have on YouTube, it seems, are uh, clips of live shows. So I might have to go to the website to check it out. See if I can get a copy of that CD, or maybe a friend of mine back home still has a copy from those good old days. And we used to see him at the Union, which was a tiny little venue. And the video that I got this song off of, if it's any indication, then their stage show has just expanded and gotten more theatrical and crazy and burlesque and grotesque and darkly beautiful. So if you get a chance to go on YouTube, look up the Toledo Show and... I assume they got a website you can check out as well. And speaking of websites, don't forget, check out my blog, the Mixtape Preservation Society related blog at fornicati.blogspot.com. Most likely, if you're listening to this, then you already know what's up with the blog. You probably follow the link to get here. But if you're one of those people who actually browses on iTunes or SoundCloud or Podomatic and found this, then go check it out. Fornicati, F-O-R-N-I-C-A-T-T-I dot blogspot dot com. That's the official Mixtape Preservation Society blog. I got to end it right now, though, because uh, we talked for another hour after this. Uh, Greenhouse and I... When we get together, we just we just chat, man. We we feel the music in our souls. We're very knowledgeable about music, and we trade information back and forth. We just sit there and just talk without any conception of time. And so it looks like this is going to be a three-part interview. So I don't know if it's going to happen next week or not. So I like to space these things out. And, of course, Greenhouse is a homie, so he could pop in any time with fresh new selections for me to hear or anything new to talk about but suffice it to say the boys got a lot to say and so do i these interviews are relatively intact i didn't do too much editing on them uh just the important things to edit things that we can't legally say on the air or things we don't have permission to say once again my attempts to make a short and concise podcast have been foiled and i gotta say i don't regret it i love talking i love talking about music and i love hour-long podcasts and if this bores you then maybe you should just turn this shit the fuck off and go do something else go listen to drake or Katy perry or any of these mumblecore rappers out there you know it's america you got a freedom of choice you don't have to listen to this you can do something else with your time But if you're like me and you have a long attention span and you enjoy things that have substance, then tune in next week to the Mixtape Preservation Society. I don't know where I'd be. I don't know what I'll be doing. I've got so many ideas. I've got so many shows planned in advance in my head. And then new things pop up every week. I run into somebody that I can interview, musicians or just music heads people, fans, everybody wants to contribute and uh, I don't got enough time because I want to give them more than just a couple minutes. So anyway, uh, I'm going to wrap this up right now. Um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll reconvene next week. Like I said, part three of the Greenhouse interview is coming up sometime in the near future. Maybe what I'll end up doing for um, podcasts later down the line is maybe I'll do what a lot, what a lot of these shows on TV do is they'll post the the rest of the interview on the website uh, you know maybe i could do that with the blog just have a link to the entire uncut interview and then you can make up your mind as to what you want to hear 
kind of like putting it out like this because that's what this show is all about. I've kind of played down the crazy, wacky aesthetic, but b believe me when I say it, it's still there. You're still going to get funny samples and this and that and what and whatnot. So just keep listening every week and uh, we'll try and entertain you as best as possible. Anyway, have a great week and I'll see you next time. Same bad time, same bad channel. Oh, by the way, rest in peace to Adam West. We keep losing cool and interesting celebrities almost daily. We gotta pay some sort of tribute to the man, so uh, we'll do that. Take care. Hosted by DJ Fornicati.